Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk Training Room. It's time once again for Tech Talk. And we do all kinds of things. We talk about technology, and we talk about specific events that have taken place. And one just took place recently, and Julian Vargas, who has been with us many, many times on Tech Talk throughout the years, uh, is going to talk about it. And Julian is no stranger to Tech Talk, no stranger to assistive technology. He trains. Uh, it does that, and uh, some of you may have taken some of his training courses. Who knows? In any event, we're delighted to have him back because it's been a couple of years, and we're going to talk a little bit about iOS tonight. So, Julian, welcome to Tech Talk. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure being here, and uh, always uh, wonderful to uh, speak to the group. So, um, today we're going to talk about uh, very specifically one aspect of the announcement that was just made uh, earlier. Apple called it their peak performance, and that's spelled P-E-E-K, performance, <laughs> which uh, always makes people – I love to see the uh, the commentators speculate, wonder, what do they mean by this? What do they mean by that? So anyway, <laughs> that's what they called it. And they announced a few new things, but uh, of greatest interest to me and I think to a lot of you is a new iPhone that, that was announced, among other things. And that would be the iPhone SE third edition. So this is the third version now that they of this phone that they've made. And for those of you wondering, what is an iPhone SE? If you haven't heard, it's basically Apple's budget slash mid range device. This is for people who don't want to shell out the big bucks for a flagship device that's got all the bells and whistles. And Apple realized at one point that they're losing some market share there because Android devices come in all different styles and sizes and price ranges. So they needed to kind of fill some gaps. And the SE is one way that they did this. And uh, interestingly enough, they've, they've carried that on now. And notice now they also make Apple Watch SEs. So I think this is going to be a, a thing with them where they're going to make sort of this lower budget version of their big devices just to you know get people in there who ordinarily might not uh, get into the ecosystem. So um, I'm going to talk about uh, things that are the same with this device compared to its predecessor, the iPhone SE 2020. Uh, we'll call that one the second edition. And then I'll talk about the new things that we get with this device. So one of the things that you get with this is it's basically the same form factor as the SE 2020. And for that matter, the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 7 and the 6S and yada, yada. <laughs> They've stuck with that same uh, form factor, that same sort of look and feel and size and, and layout. Uh, they're going more or less with the same three colors that they had with the SE 2020. And of course, they come up with these uh, little uh, names just to differentiate. But essentially... What you're getting is a black, a white, and a red. <laughs> the uh, the black they're calling midnight, the uh, white they're calling starlight, and then there's product red. And by the way, product red, anybody who buys one of those, I guess the proceed of those purchases go toward uh, fighting or, or research with COVID-19. So uh, one of the things you get with this is it, the, uh, the screen size is the same size, the 4.7 inch screen. Now, um, when we say that, we mean the measurement of the screen itself from one corner uh, all the way up across to the other corner. So it's a diagonal line. So if you drew a diagonal line 
from the upper right-hand corner all the way down to the lower left-hand corner. Uh, that's pretty much how they measure that. So you're getting a 4.7-inch screen. You're getting the bezels on the side, which is basically uh, visually, if you especially noticeable when you have a white phone or a light-colored variant, uh, you see lines that, you know, like a frame, if you will, on either side. And then the upper part is a little thicker and the lower part's a little thicker. That lower part they call a chin. <laughs> so uh, and that's where the home button is located. The upper part is where things like the earpiece, the uh, the front or the selfie camera is located, as well as the proximity sensor. They're staying with the same storage uh, varieties. Uh, I really would have thought that they would have gone all in on making the 128 the base model. But no, with this one, it's 64 gigs, 128 gigs, and 256 gigs. So, uh, And they go up in price by about $50 every time you jump from one to the other to the other. It's the same camera, as far as the camera goes, it's the same hardware that you found in the SC2020, but uh, there's, a, there's a little asterisk with that, uh, and you'll see later on uh, as I'm giving out more details. So that's pretty much uh, more or less the, 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 new, uh, the uh, existing part of it. So now we're going to go with the new things. These are things that you're getting in this version that you didn't get with the second edition. You're getting what's called the A15 Bionic processor. And by the way, that's the same processor that's found in the current iPhone 13, which is at this point their current flagship line. So they, uh, they started this last year. I mean, not last year, but the previous model. Uh, that they, they come out about every two years, I've noticed with these iPhone SEs. So back then it had the A13 processor, which at the time was the uh, one that found in the iPhone 11, which at that point was the uh, current flagship you're getting an upgrade in the ram so instead of three gigs now you're getting four gigabytes of ram and that's important because that uh gives the phone a little bit more ability to uh, run some more things simultaneously uh, and be able to keep up with things Another big thing with this, we've all heard the term 5G. Well, this iPhone SE is going to be the first uh, of their budget phones that has 5G. Um, but it's not a full 5G. It's what I call some 5G. Because unlike the iPhone 13 uh, series uh, that covers a lot more of the spectrum of it, this one is only going to cover some of the bands that are allocated by some carriers for 5G. So your mileage may vary as far as uh, the carrier, you know, depending on the carrier that you use. So you might want to check with a carrier and find out if this is a phone that's going to do it. I'll tell you that um, 5G is one of those things that up till now, I've pretty much been saying you don't really need to factor into buying decisions until it's more meaningfully deployed. But as we've heard uh, with the shutting down of 3G towers by a lot of these carriers, that's one of the things that's going to take the place of those old 3G towers as more 5G service. So moving forward into the future, it does start to become a little bit more of an important thing to consider. I wouldn't necessarily go buying a phone today just to get 5G, especially this one, since it's not even the complete uh, coverage of 5G bands. But you know, if, if you need to buy a phone today and you have the choice to buy one with 5G, one without, eh, you know, it doesn't hurt as long as it's not going to cost you too much more to do it. They claim also that you're going to get better battery life with this phone. Now, keep in mind, it's, again, the same size as the previous model. 
and for all intents and purposes, probably the same size battery as the previous model. But there are some things that uh, lend some credibility to this claim. And that is, again, the newer hardware is more efficient. The newer software, the iOS operating system that runs it, is able to take advantage of all the uh, capabilities of this newer hardware. So one assumes that with those combined, that you probably will get a little bit more battery life. And again, mileage varies, but they're claiming something like two hours more of uh, watching videos and things like that with this phone. There are camera improvements uh, via hardware and software. That's what I talked about earlier. So even though it's the same lenses in effect, uh, you are getting more improvements again because this uh, A15 Bionic processor and the hardware that supports it is is far more capable. Plus, again, you get that extra RAM, uh, gig of RAM. So all of that really helps. So yeah, I'm I'm told that it's going to uh, have a better uh, camera performance, and that really affects more if you're taking a lot of pictures of things. I'm not sure how it really plays out with OCR and object recognition, but as I always say, you know, it doesn't hurt to to give yourself whatever edge you can uh, with camera uh, capability if you can do it. It it certainly can't hurt with those processes. So um, you're also getting wireless charging with this device, which means you can lay it on one of those Qi uh, charging pads and be able to charge it wirelessly. But uh, it will not support MagSafe hardware. And if you've been following the uh, flagship line of things, uh, I think they started with the 12 and uh, continued it on to the 13 Instead of battery cases that they used to sell, now they sell these batteries you can sort of clamp onto the back of it, sticks on with a magnet, and uh, you, you can uh, transfer energy that way. So uh, no support for MagSafe with, uh, with this budget line. One thing that they did do, and I'm not very happy about this, but I guess you know it's just the way it works, so there's nothing we can do, is that they increased the price of the phone by $30. And keep in mind that a few, uh, not that long ago, Apple, uh, you know, they, uh, they say that out of concern for the environment, making their footprint smaller and all that good stuff, stopped including things like the charging brick, uh, the little box you plug into the wall that you plug the cable that uh, connects to the phone. So they, they no longer include that. Uh, they do give you the USB-C to lightning cable. But now if you want, if you don't already have one of these chargers, you're going to have to go out and buy one. And at the same time, they raised the cost of the phone by $30. So uh, it's kind of interesting how this works, but people seem to go along with it. Apple uh, doesn't seem to have any problems selling phones, but it's uh, it's not a development that I think is good given uh, the current state of things and, and inflation and such. So the bottom line is... Um, if you're trying to decide whether this phone is for you, I'm going to say that if you like the familiar, the look, the size and the feel of the current SC, especially if you like things like touch ID, which if I didn't mention before, that's definitely one of the things that they're sticking with, with this SC series. So for those of us, and I include myself in this number, because I, I I'm a big fan of touch ID. I have used face ID and it works but when we started having to wear masks in places, it got to be a little bit of a problem 
when you wanted to use Apple Pay and pay for something, and then you had to take down your mask to authenticate or have to type in your code on the screen, which was annoying. Um, now, iOS 15.4, I'm told, is out today, and that's supposed to make it possible to use Face ID even with a mask on. But I'll caution you that uh, any kind of thing like that is going to lower the security of Face ID. And that's one of the things they tout about it. It's supposed to be so much more secure than Touch ID because it's using your face and using this more advanced technology. Well, when you're going to make it recognize your face, even if you're wearing a face mask, I have to believe that that means they're compromising somewhere to make that happen. So if you're security conscious, uh, this may not be as good news as uh, those who maybe don't care so much about that. So, you know, if, if you like those things, then absolutely, this is, this is your phone. And if you need a new one and you don't want to spend the big bucks on the flagship, then an SE might be a good thing to go with. Now, it, this is not for you if you're somebody who likes a bigger and better screen. Because let's face it, the technology on the screen of this is the older uh, LCD retina display, which is not bad. But it's not as good as the new stuff that's in the current 13, especially the Pro and the Max. <laughs> uh, so if you really care about that, if, you, if you're a high partial and you really care about having that, that bright, uh, uh, best display that you can get to be able to see things, then uh, this is definitely not going to be the phone for you. If you prefer to not have to touch your phone to unlock it every time, uh, and you want it, and you really like Face ID, then this is definitely not your phone because it doesn't support Face ID, only supports Touch ID. And of course, if you want better camera lenses, and uh, and again with the better lenses and the newer software and the better processing and all the goodies that they put, especially in the flagship phones. I mean, it's amazing the cinematic mode and all that stuff that they've got going. We saw this when they announced it last uh, September, when when the 13 was released um then yeah if those things are very important to you then you probably don't care too much about an iphone SE because going to that would be uh, quite a few steps back so it really just depends on on what the phone is for what features matter most to you and yeah that's more or less pretty much it uh, that, that's it in a nutshell so uh the the phone uh went available for pre-order uh on the 11th and it's going to be available in stores and it's going to be shipped to those of us who pre-ordered and yes I did pre-order mine uh as it turns out uh I had to do so because I have to pass my current phone on to someone in the family who uh, suddenly has had their phone start to malfunction so my plan originally was to wait till September and wait to see what the iPhone 14 had to offer and if it didn't offer any form of Touch ID support, then I was definitely going to go with the SE at that point. So I'm getting it a little earlier than anticipated, but it's not a bad thing. I'm sure it's going to be a great phone. I love my SE20, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to just as much, if not more, enjoy the iPhone uh, SE third gen that I should be getting on Friday. So that's pretty much uh, uh, that in a nutshell. Um, you know, at the event, they also announced a new iPad Air. Uh, and a new Mac, especially uh, what do they call it, the Mac Studio. So if you're into that uh, stuff, especially for, for production, uh, you uh, you were interested in this. AppleViz.com, for those who are not familiar, is a great website. And they did a really, and they always do a really good 
breakdown and summary of all these events. They also put out a list that I highly recommend people look at before updating to a major version of iOS uh, because they're they're beta testing like I do. And they're able to list all the things that they have found so far that are good as well as the things that are not so good. And I got to tell you, with this 15.4, I've been finding some voiceover bugs that are a little annoying. So I'm going to recommend that before any of you just go ahead and uh, hit the button to update your phone. Uh, take a few moments to go to AppleViz and read their breakdown on it. That's www.appleviz.com, www.apple, V as in Victor, I, S as in Sam.com. And you should find it there uh, without any issues. And so read about it and also read uh, many of the other interesting discussions that take place around Apple products. So uh, I'm going to send it back to you there. Uh, um, we can uh, uh, take questions if people have them. Well, before we go to questions, tell us about, because I always usually update often fairly quickly after I hear about a release of iOS. So what kinds of bugs are you finding that are annoying you? <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you the one that I have found recently that's really annoying me is the drag and drop of icons. If you're using the, uh, the actions menu, uh, the other day, I accidentally moved something on one of my home screens, and I went to try to rearrange it back, and boy, that was a big mess because you go and you select the item, add to drag session, do all this stuff, and then when you put your focus on the item that you want to drop it, you know, either have it to the left or to the right of, uh, it was almost like doing the opposite. Like if I said drop to the right of this or drop before this item, it would drop it afterward or vice versa. <laughs> it was putting stuff in, in making folders with other things that when I wasn't intending to do that. So I'm really hoping that um, whatever they've put out today, I haven't installed it yet, but I'm hoping that what they put out today maybe addresses that, but that's just one of my personal big ones that I have encountered, but go to applevis.com. I'm sure they will list that and whatever else, else people their testers have found and inevitably there are discussion threads that take place around these uh, topics and you can read uh, some of the stuff that other people have been experiencing yeah i i I think i've seen behavior like this before and 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 eventually they fixed it but i'm i'm remembering what you just said because it sounds very familiar to me and and i don't know how they break it but they do sometimes and then you got to wait for a new fix so not good. Yeah, it, it seems that that's the way with them. And I don't know why it is. Uh, it just seems like they fix something and it's good for a while. Then they add something and then they break something. It's like, I wonder if they just somehow revert to older versions of something and it maybe carries forth the original problem. <laughs> Who knows? Sure. Well, there are 47 people here. Uh, so I would assume that some of you might have questions if you do. Please go ahead and raise your hand, and uh, and we'll get to you. Ron will help us with the questions. It's a very popular item. Uh, at least it sounds like it based on the reactions that I've heard from other people as well. And it's time for me to update, and I was told, don't worry about 13, but let's but hang on if you can until 14. And that's kind of what I'm doing because I have not updated in quite a while. But 14 looks like it might be of interest. We'll see. It's still a ways off. Okay, looks like Debbie is the first person with a hand up. All right. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you doing? Um, Thanks for doing this presentation. And um, I have an iPhone 8 
And I have described images, you know, one of those, the feature described images, which I usually turn off. But I was wondering if with the SE, do you get the um, describe, what is it, describe screen or something like that? The one that. Yes, screen recognition. Right. Screen Screen recognition. recognition. Yes. Yeah. You will, you will, you will get that. Uh, That's, that's available on any phone that was made in 2018 or later. So basically okay. the 10S, the 10R, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the second generation SE and, and this one that's, uh, that's coming out now, they all will have it. So yeah. And also live text. If you, if you heard about the live text where yes. you can recognize text and photos and interact with right. it and have it read to you, uh, mm-hmm. that will all be available with this phone. And since I have you, we called Apple accessibility today to report, an issue that my husband and I are both having on the same iPhone eight. Um, and they weren't very helpful anyway. Um, when we have, um, notifications speak on the lock screen, since we installed iOS 15.3.1, it's reading those notifications twice. Yeah. (laughs) And does, do you know anything about that? Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I've not, and I personally don't have it read things out loud like that automatically. Oh, so, um, I okay. don't have experience with it, but, um, you know, at, at this point, uh, you know, maybe they've addressed it in 15.4. I, um, I hope so. Cause the guy really didn't seem to know anything about it. And I don't think he really even knew how to use voiceover. He just sounded <laughs> that way. Some and, of those uh, people don't even know voiceovers on the phone. And I'm talking about people. Uh, they have no clue. Wow. You know, and that's really sad because they're supposed to be answering that accessibility line. Exactly. You would think that, that they yeah. would be trained. And we, you would God, think. God knows there's enough of us blind people here that uh, probably wouldn't mind a job at Apple. It's like, why aren't they hiring more blind people yeah. to answer these questions? Yeah. And a few weeks ago, I put that question out on the VI phone list and somebody said that it's a bug and that you need to report it you know, because otherwise it won't get fixed. Well, that's what we did. And nothing seemed to, you know, he wanted to take it further and we had to go out. We were thought we were just going to report it and that would be the end of it. But they wanted to go through this whole thing. And, you know, I said, well, we got to go and I don't know what we're going to do. We hopefully don't get the same guy again. (laughs) If we do call (laughs) back. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the the other thing, the other thing you can do also is just write to accessibility at apple.com and that goes to them as Um, well. Okay, maybe we'll try try doing that. that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Jillian. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is Alan. I'm going to jump in real quick, Debbie. Uh, I mean, I I get notifications on my iPhone 13 mini, and it doesn't read them twice. So I'm wondering if if that might have something to do with some of those older models. Who who knows? But it seems like a lot of these bug reports that we're getting on some of these uh, like on the iPhone and stuff might have to do with uh, the later versions of iOS, maybe not running quite as good as they do on the newer models versus the older models. Speculation. I don't know for a fact, but just something to think about. So no, I mean, there's anyway. certainly, there's certainly uh, probably some truth to that. I mean, you know, yeah. With, yeah. with different models, uh, also different uh, combinations, you know, it, it could be the voice that you're using, it could exactly. be some other setting. It, it could also be, I've seen some situations too, where if you have that, um, that image recognition, not the screen recognition, but the, the one that recognizes pictures, 
right. if you have that on, uh, sometimes you get extra verbiage on things like your lock screen. So one thing yeah. you might try to do is when you're on that lock screen itself, is turn your rotor and see if it's set, if that image recognition uh, or image description is on. And if it is, then turn it off and see if that does something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Next we have uh, area code 614. Hello. How are you tonight? Oh, Um, wonderful. How are things in Ohio? Okay. I just wanted to find out, um, you were mentioning certain carriers um, have more 5G capability with this new phone, and I was curious if you knew anything about where Verizon stands on that, and I guess the other um, aspect to that same thing basically is that if you get this phone and you're in a place that doesn't have 5G capability, does it have the ability to revert back to um, 4G uh, so that you can still use it where you would be, or do you end up having a problem with that? Generally speaking, if you're in an area that 5G isn't present, and for that matter, you know, LTE isn't present or whatever, the phone will always revert to whatever signal it gets best. And I've, I've had this happen before where um, the, 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 the LTE signal isn't as good but the but the 4g itself signal or even the 3g when it was around was the better signal and i noticed that the phone would uh, step back to that so it should work that way okay and what do you know about verizon's um general coverage or capability for this new uh se phone the 2022 well, what I can tell you is Verizon is certainly one of the most, if not the most expensive carrier. And there's a reason for that because they really do uh, have some of the best coverage uh, all over the country. I mean, every carrier is going to have areas where it works good and then not so good. But right. I think statistically, uh, a company like Verizon, uh, they've been around a very long time and they've bought up a lot of smaller carriers in other regions and incorporated into their network. And they've been very aggressive in participating in FCC auctions for Spectrum, where they can deploy all this new technology. So, yeah, I okay. would say that uh, you're really good with Verizon. Okay. So you're, Thank you're, you're you very much, you're, sir. I, you're, get, you're getting what I'm you're sorry. paying for. I said you're getting what right. you're paying for. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I got you there. Thank you. Thank you very you're much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Nikki is next. Hi there. Um, I have um, I have an iPhone 8, and ever since the first 15 um, update came in, I get a beep every time I mute, every time I unmute, no matter what I do, whether it's on a phone call or on a program or Zoom. And it's literally driving me crazy because I, for some reason I have really sensitive ears for stuff like that, and it just goes right through my ear. And so I called Apple. I called them twice. And the person who answers the phone can't do anything about it. She says, oh, you have to write to them. and You have to do this. So I did. And everybody's been complaining. We've had two updates since then. And each time I think, oh, great, they're going to get rid of the beep. They haven't gotten rid of the beep. And at so, this point, we're all at a loss as to what to do. But some people I've talked to don't hear it except on Zoom. So do you know what's going on? Okay, so you hear this beep no matter what you're on, whether it's a regular phone call or Zoom. But the person you're talking to doesn't always hear it? 
No, no, the person I'm talking to doesn't hear it. But other people who have used the, who have the upgrades and have used the mute button only hear the noise when they're using Zoom. Well, because I know that when I mute myself on Zoom, I hear a little chime. That's something that Zoom added. So that, that's a somewhat recent thing uh, yes. I've noticed. Yes, um, but I hear it on everything. Every time I mute, no matter what I'm doing. So one thing you might want to do is go into voiceover settings and try turning off all your sounds and see if you still hear it. And well, if you're not hearing it anymore, then now you know that you're probably just going to have to go through your sounds and, and go through them one by one and, and see what's making sounds. And anything that you don't want making sounds, you probably want to go ahead and turn it off. Me personally, I don't like a lot of those sign, sounds. So I've turned off a lot of them because I use the Taptic Feedback uh, to let me know when, uh, you know, to give me that sort of acknowledgement that I've done something. And I find that to be much easier. And so where do you go to do that? Uh, you go into voiceover settings, you know, uh, settings, uh, accessibility, voiceover. And uh, I think it's probably under audio. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's go to Jenna then. Hi. Uh, have you heard any reports about whether the battery life really actually has improved? Well, um, you know, the phone is technically not in the wild yet. So the few people that have it are reviewers who Apple sent it to. So right. you always have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt when you're hearing people saying things very early about things like that, because you know that, you know, to some degree they want to sort of stay cozy with Apple so they may not necessarily always tell you everything, but um, that's the claim that I'm hearing. You know, Apple claimed it during the keynote and some of the reviews and, and things I've read, uh, you know, up leading up to today to get information seem to suggest that it would. And it makes sense because, again, if you think about it, just going by the things that we've seen already over the years with Apple, uh, it makes sense that as the processor gets more efficient, the hardware gets more efficient, and the software is written to take advantage of those efficiencies. Uh, we have seen over the years where there has been a steadily a steady increase in battery life. So I, I think at this point, it's safe to say that there will be some battery improvement as far as how that will affect any of us individually. It really depends on our personal use situation and how we use the device. Mm -hmm. But I think just, you know, going by what I know, and I've observed the past, I would say that, yeah, there's going to be some battery life increase. Is it going to be significantly better? I'm thinking probably not. And if it is, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. But um, battery life is not necessarily one of the re I should have put that in my list of things why somebody may not want that phone, <laughs> because it, it's, not the, yeah. it's not the number one reason to go with this phone. Um, right. You know, if you if you like the small a smaller form factor and you don't mind uh, going with a newer design, uh, the 13 mini will probably give you better battery life. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting observation. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's see if Travis is back yet. Great presentation, I have to say. And uh, sorry you. about the delay because there was like another call on the other line. But um, hey, um, I got a question. You know, with future um iOS updates on the Apple iPhones and everything, um, are we ever going to get new sounds in terms of the ringtones and text tones? Because we are <laughs> long overdue for that. Yeah, you know, I 
it's hard to say. Um, Apple doesn't change that stuff very often. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, yeah. try writing to fe- feedback.apple.com and let them know, hey, we want some new sounds. How about some new tones here, people? Well, and try and and like, yeah, and like, here's this. What would you think? This, like, maybe some tones from the classic, you know, AT&T slash Lucent technology phones from the 90s that we all remember. Well, you know, there's lots of places online, and occasionally even on mailing lists, I'll see somebody who will put out a a whole collection that they have of tones. I think I've downloaded in the past like gigabytes worth uh, of tones (laughs) that I've saved somewhere. So once in a while, you see stuff like that. I know, because who doesn't remember those classic tones from our home phones? I mean, those are awesome. I mean, it's just like, you know. Yeah, definitely for sure. So yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think at this point, I I, uh, I couldn't speculate. I couldn't give you anything meaningful there. But uh, write to Apple feedback at apple dot com since it's a general feedback. thing as opposed to, yeah, uh, as opposed to an accessibility okay. thing. So you know, write that feedback at apple dot com, and feedback. just let them know. Hey, I'd like to, I'd like some new tones and even make suggestions. It can't hurt to do it. Well, and it'll be interesting. Um, too, because let me just tell you this. It's been at least like eight years since there was all new tones. And I know the only new tone that we got was on the newer iPhone several years ago. And that was just only one tone. But oh, yeah. we're definitely due because it's like certain radio stations when you're due to get new jingles because they've had yeah. them for like at least eight years and everything. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Travis, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I agree with you. <laughs> but unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't have the power to, to make it happen. So uh, I'm suggesting that you go to Apple. Go to the source and let them know how you feel and make their suggestions because I think that's the only way that you're you, you put it this way you're more likely to get something that way than than to uh, than to say it to me or to us. <laughs> no, that would be great because let's say how about some Panasonic from AT and T? How about some ringtones from AT and T or maybe the old Panasonic ringtones? I mean, that would be so awesome. Definitely. Or the old Sony. Okay. Tones and- so, so did you have any other questions about the uh, the SE? Well. So that you said the SE has a home button, you say, correct? Yes. That's good to know because I know I know a couple of people I know on this call, I'm not gonna say any name, who will not uh, get a phone without a home button. <laughs> for obvious Well, reasons. you know, and then that's and that's the beauty of this is that you know that it it's Apple's sort of way of giving a nod to a noticeable group of people. You know, a lot of times they introduce this new stuff. They take away yeah. headphone jacks. They take away home buttons. They take away things that people like and touch ID, which is something I like. And yeah. um, maybe enough of us uh, are, are, have been keeping our money out of the pool that they finally realize, hey, you know what? We better sort of uh, mm-hmm. give a backhanded uh, reward to those people and give them what they want, even if it's not in our flagship line. But We'll give it to them in, our, in, a, in the budget phone, and uh, that makes everybody happy. So in the end, now, it's, it's a smart thing to do. Now, the new SE phone that has no headphone jack, correct? Just Bluetooth headsets or not? Basically. So, so like I said, it's the same form factor of the previous SE and the iPhone 8 and the 7, the 6, and all those. So, uh, uh, well, I should say this, the 7. The 7 was the first one that where they took it away. So, yes. So, no headphone jack. I don't see that coming back. I think they're really holding the line on that one. You, you know what? I I have Apple AirPod Pros. I just got last Christmas, and oh boy, am I glad! I I love them, especially the noise cancellation. I mean, go Apple on that. So cool. Well, I'm glad glad <laughs> you enjoy that. So, um, yep. any other questions about the SE? 
What colors does it come in? Uh, basically the same colors that we've had before, uh, but they're calling them a little different. So they have one called Midnight, which is basically black with a bluish tint. And I should add that according to some of what I read, if the sun shines on it right, you see a hint of blue. Ooh, <laughs> so that, nice. That's it. The, the, then they have the, uh, the Starlight one, and that's supposed to basically be their white version. And then Product Red, which has been around for a few years. Oh, nice. That really does sound nice. Oh, especially a red one. That, that sounds nice. And when you buy that one, your a portion of the proceeds that comes from that phone goes to uh, COVID-19 relief or something along those lines. That, you know what? That is good to know. For those who believe in donating to the medical front, that is actually a good one. You point out. I like that. Travis, thanks so much for being with us. And, and you have prompted me to think about getting a a tech talk to you real soon that would be a ringtone retrospective. So we'll see if we can pull that off. Oh, that would be great. That will take some work. But I remember a lot of those tones, not only from my phones, but, but other appliances as well. That would be kind of fun. Ooh, so we'll see if we man. can do that. That's going to take some time. And, and actually, for those who want to know and hear some old ringtones from those old phones, there's a YouTube channel that people can go to. Um, a guy who collects... um telephones and fixes them especially 1990s models uh the youtube channel is jordan U. for those who want to hear the classics and everything just fyi why am i not surprised that there's something on youtube yeah it's it's excellent all right travis thank you so much okay let's go on to let's go on to lauren then hi um i guess this is a good presentation all of these presentations um I'm curious because I need to, I, I want to get an iPhone and are they, are the, any of these phones have uh, screens that you can press, you know, a button like a regular phone or just, is it just a touch screen that, or is it just a screen we, we had to swipe? I'm totally blind. And so how do I know, or is it, can you connect a braille display to it? I need to know kind of what the layout is like so that I can uh, use it. Or do I just talk to Siri? I mean, what do, what do I do on it? What I was asking is, what phone do you have currently? I don't have any. That's the thing. I was. I'm, I'm oh, so you're busy. getting into this for the first time. Okay. Um, well, first of all, just so you know, um, I remember when I first, way back, st- started giving presentations on this, I would always query the room and ask, how many people here think that a blind person cannot use a touchscreen device? And a lot of hands would go up. And I'm happy to see that over the years that uh, has diminished quite a bit. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is perfectly usable by somebody who's blind. It's just a matter of learning some tap and swipe type gestures, uh, but it's definitely doable. But they also, if you want something with physical buttons, they have third-party devices that you can pair via Bluetooth. Uh, one's called the Revo 2, for example, is a device that you can buy that connects via Bluetooth. And it literally, it's almost like a like an extension of that phone. Because it has a speaker in it, it has a it it has a headphone jack, <laughs> and um, it lets you uh, basically dial your phone and do a lot of uh, control your phone with this little credit card sized device. And the neat thing about it is that uh, when you call into like your bank, for example, or something that requires you to press one for this or two for that, you can use this device to do that. So if uh, if having buttons is important to you, but you want the convenience 
and all the things that a, that a smartphone brings to the table, then that would be a good uh, winning combination. And yeah, you can pair braille displays, you can pair normal Bluetooth keyboards to the thing. So uh, there's a lot of uh, possibilities there. See, so it would have to be a third party. So it would have to be another keyboard. And also, yeah, because, 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 because iPhones are not, um, there's, there's no buttons on the front of them other than, you know, like in the case of the SE, there's this home button. And that's not even a button itself. It's more of a virtual button because it gives a taptic responses if you push the button, but it's really not. It just feels the pressure of your finger. But that's it. Uh, there are no front buttons that correspond to the digits or things like that. It's all on the screen. As you touch wow. them or run your finger over them, voiceover announces what they are. And then you can double tap them or split tap them or lift your finger, depending on how you have your phone set up, to enter whatever's uh, under that digit. So you just have to know where it is or what, what, the, what the voiceover is saying yeah. and what... what the- yeah. What, what I'm going to recommend is uh, you probably want to get training, you know, ideally yeah. from a professional, somebody who knows how to teach this stuff. Uh, this is what I do all the time is I teach people how to do this. And I work with newly blinded people a lot, teaching them how to use these devices. Um, but if that's not a possibility or that's uh, an expensive, an expense that's uh, difficult, I always say, you know, one of the neat things about the iPhone is that if you know blind people, you probably know somebody who has an iPhone and maybe, you know, you can take them out to lunch or something and have them, you know, teach you how to do some things or at least show you the way around. Um, so I've gone to my Apple, Apple store. My Apple store is not in, in Long Island and uh, I'm in New York and, and they, and, and they, they didn't, uh, there was nobody around that nobody um, followed up on any accessibility or anything. Nobody did anything. So. Right. Um, I mean, I, I will say to Apple's credit, a lot of their, their workers know more about accessibility than, than you would imagine. But still, having yeah. said that, they, they don't have the, they don't know all the ins and outs. They, they know the very basics just to kind of show it to you, to, to lightly explain it to you. But they're not trainers. So they're not going to be able to give you the kind of training that you need from somebody who is very uh, skilled with it, who uses it all the time and who has developed techniques uh, on how to teach it to people. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to find training. And also I have yeah. another question. Can you uh, download a, put an OrCam on it or. You know, sort of, uh, like OrCam does make an, OrCam does make an app, but uh, there are apps on the iPhone that do everything. And then some that the OrCam can do. Uh, and one, one of them is a free app. It's called seeing. AI. It's made by Microsoft. Absolutely free. I call it the Swiss Army knife of blindness tools because oh. it has it has currency readers, it has uh, barcode readers, it has uh, the ability to read text either live, whatever the camera sees instantly, or have it be a document reader where you hold it above the page, you know, six inches or so, and once it sees the four edges, it snaps the picture, and within seconds, it starts reading it to you. Um, it even has a handwriting channel that will, and does a fairly decent job sometimes of reading handwriting. Like if you buy one of those uh, reading cards and how they have the fancy writing, I've been able to read some of those with that tool. So uh, there's a lot of things out there. And, and again, a good trainer should be able to, to take you through this and, and introduce you to these tools. Okay. Uh, be my eyes. Well, so is seeing your eyes better than? Well, well seeing see. it. 
yeah, seeing AI is just one of tools. Be My Eyes is a, it connects you to a, a person who's looking through your phone's camera and reading to you that way. So it really just depends on what you're trying to read, how much time you have, whether, uh, you know, it's a privacy thing because Be My Eyes is volunteers. So uh, maybe mm-hmm. if it's a credit card or, or a sensitive document, you may not want some total stranger looking at your uh, personal item right. and reading it to you. So you know, there's a lot of things. Again, this is, this is the kind of thing that a good trainer uh, should be able to help you with. Mm-hmm. All right, and I have to find one, and, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll need to find a remote one because I am not about to, to do things in person yet. So, Well, you know, contact. I mean, you know, the, there's lots of places you can go. Um, I always recommend to people, you know, find your nearest ACB or NFB chapter. And I mm-hmm. call them and say, hey, do you guys, they almost always have at least one tech guru in the chapter. And they might be willing to, to, you know, take a little bit of time and at least get, get you started. I think he means Ariana Sepulveda. Uh, you're so right. You're, I'm a, Hi, sorry, voiceover okay. took a dive. Can uh, you okay. hear me now? Yes. I don't know what happened. I just have no speech. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't think it's speech that is turned off. It's nope. called technology Voice failing just went nuts. at the right moment. <laughs> oh, now it starts talking, of course, now that I... Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I had a bit of a, a bit of an odd question for you. Okay. Uh, it has to do with sizing, specifically physical size, not screen. Well, sort of both. Sorry, if you can hear jingling, that's my dog. Um, um, so I have a 10R currently, and I want to upgrade because Safari, oy. every time there's an ad, it goes nuts and locks up the phone. It's, it's, <laughs> it's bad um but uh i i'm pretty used to that size i'm not sure how big it is because i don't have the figures in front of me but i'm trying to figure out like how does a say like a, an, a like a 13 um not the max one just like the mini or the regular like compare size wise to the 10r i um, think um, a couple of things. First of all, regarding your Safari problem, uh, you can probably go into your settings and, and in Safari settings and, and turn some of that stuff off. Also, you can get ad blockers uh, from yeah, the app I store need to look at- that will block a lot of this stuff. I run one I called have, Purify, um- and it works really nicely for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I used to have, a, I think it was AdGuard. Um, yeah. I need to re- look at reinstalling something because it's it's bad. It's, yeah, so so definitely will, look at it that. It will totally lock up voiceover. It's terrible, and even when you put it in reader mode, it like freaks out and still thinks. Oh, it's I know. Bad. It's, it's a pain. Like, I hate oh, those things. Oh. So <laughs> regarding size of, of the screen, I would say if you have a 10R, which by the way I think was one of Apple's best phones ever, the 10R. Oh, it would really, really, it really was the right you have so much size. Room for like screen input and and, and it just it, the battery screen. that it came with i mean that 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 they knocked it out of the park with that phone so yeah um, if you get a little ten thousand milliamp anchor uh battery which is tiny it's or if like you get, the size of a pack of gum or if you like get that. the smart battery case that they used to make which i'm sad to see they like stopped those. making oh, i yeah, love those I, but anyway because i wear belt clips so yeah i'm that well, person <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have a pouch that I wear on the belt and I do the same thing. So anyway, um, 
I would say that of the 13 models that are out now, probably the regular 13 is the one that's going to be closest. It, the screen actually, yeah. I think, is maybe a tad bigger than the 10R, but it's not but huge. See, that, so. That's confusing because the body, like they've been shrinking the bezel. And like right now, it seems like the bezels are tiny, but I'm not a sighted person, so I don't know. <laughs> well, here's um, the thing. The, the, the 10R already started with that process. It's very little bezel right. on the 10R. It's almost not noticeable. So the 13 mm-hmm. just follows in those footsteps. So that's oh, wow. what I'm saying. I think size-wise, the regular 13 is going to be the closest to your 10R. Right. Okay. And like, is the mini like, say the size of like, like a 5s or something i don't think even go um, i don't think it's quite that small but um but it is or it like is a smaller yeah yeah but but again it's, so think of one of those phones but without all the bezel room so right. all you're really well, getting on that is the screen so i but honestly if if uh if the 10 is the phone you're trying to replace and you and unless you want to go smaller than that uh, I, I would stick so. with the thirteen, with the regular thirteen. I think that's your best, uh, your best replacement. Okay, yeah. I mean, I remember brailing, doing braille screen info on a four S. Oh, that was uh, that was interesting times. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good thing times have changed. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. And so, if I don't think I would do this, but if I did decide to go with the SE, that like. Um, that's obviously going to be smaller. Like how would that compare to say like the mini size wise? Well, size wise, it's pretty similar. I think the mini might be a tad smaller, but not that much. Yeah. But again, remember the mini is all screen where the right, uh, SC right, is right. not all screen. You're only 4.7 inches. Right, yeah. It's a square in the middle that that's screen. Yeah. And then you got I the chin on the top and like the bottom. Six something or five something diagonal, the, the, which is quite a bit. Yeah. The, the 10 R is 6.1. Right. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I think, I think that's, uh, that, that 13 is going to be the best way to go. Unless if, unless you're physically wanting a smaller device, then I guess the, the mini no, might be, I but so. I think in terms of battery life and things like that to, to, uh, when I when I when I make this recommendation, I'm taking everything into consideration, including right. the battery life that you're used to getting. And I think the yeah. 13 reg, the regular 13 is is going to be your best bet. Okay. And I looked at the announcement thing, but is it the is it the SE that has the green size or the 10, or the 13 the green size green color? God, I can't talk. That that's the 13. <laughs> Okay. They 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 introduced some new colors for that for those as well, and green is like yeah. the big thing with those. Yeah. And what would you say the blue is like on? Sorry, I don't know if you have any vision. I have some, but I I don't use it for these things at all. I, I go I'm right, all right. I I have the screen curtain on all the time. I'm all in oh, on voiceover. I really think that Apple needs to make you like make a shortcut. Like, oh, you turn on back voiceover back on. Turn on the screen curtain. <laughs> Well, it does. Or or turn down the brightness. Uh, like It does. It does, actually. Uh, since iPhone... The screen curtain, since, yes. The brightness, no. Um, well, since, I, since iOS 11, you've been able to... If you put on um, automatic brightness, as soon as you turn on the screen brightness. curtain, it automatically dims the, the backlight to zero when you have voiceover oh, on. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. I think yes. you missed. That's, that's been since I'm iOS 11. Turn on, Wow! Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't know. I'm gonna turn that on because sometimes, very rarely, not super often, but 
Often sure enough, I have my phone to my husband. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot to turn the brightness because I have yeah, it at zero. Night, I don't need yeah, it. Yeah, so that, that's a nice price. <laughs> you don't have to do it. that anymore. Put on <gasps> auto brightness. And now whenever you, you turn voiceover off or turn off your screen curtain, either way, it's going to go back to it's going to use the camera to determine what your ambient lighting around you is and, and, and brighten the screen accordingly. Wow. Okay. I need to do this. And hey, they don't call them smartphones for nothing. <laughs> What's the, I was thinking I would have to do something with shortcuts. Like, no, no, you just turn auto brightness on. Wow. Awesome. Wow. That's cool. What things would you say maybe to turn off in Safari setting? Oh, uh, you know, anything know having to do with pop-ups, things like that, uh, anything having to do with ads, just go in there and, and disable as much of that as possible. And again, get, yeah. a, get an ad blocker. That's the way to go. Yeah, so, I'm going to be doing that like ASAP. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, good luck. Good Ariana, luck with we're your going to go yeah. to our final uh, raised hand. Oh, of course. Close yep. Thank you so much for yep, being yep. with us. Oh, no good worries. Luck Thank on the you. Phone. you. You've been very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Scott is the last one then. I was going to mention to that, not the one, not this, uh, not this most recent, but I think the previous lady that was in New York, I believe she mentioned she was in, in New York, you know, that, and y'all have had them on before the New York public library has a, has a, um, a section oh. with, with Chansey fleet Chansey and they have, fleet. that's right. an excellent resource for yeah. learning the iPhone. They actually had some, some iPhone They've had some Zoom calls every Saturday recently for beginners and intermediate. I don't know how much longer those are going to go on, but but they've actually had uh, they they but they they would be an excellent resource for her. And they don't you don't I I don't think you necessarily have to go in person. They probably can set up Zoom conferences one on one. Maybe I don't know. Well, but hopefully that's, she's a, still that's, a, that's just a possibility. Like you know. Yeah, good choice. All right. Sorry, that's a good, that's good. Thanks so much. Well, why don't in the in the couple of seconds or a couple of minutes we have left over, why don't you give your contact information in case anybody would love to get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the easiest way to find out about me is to go to www.techjv.com. That's www.techj as in John, V as in Victor.com. There you can find my contact info. I'll give the number here for those who don't have web access. That's area code 818-794-9554. But for those who can get to the website, one of the things I have on there is a list that I keep uh, semi-updated. And it's uh, called iOS Resources. And it's a page where I list uh, places that you can go learn about iOS as well as a list of apps that I found to be helpful or that I've heard to be helpful to people who are blind and low vision. So that's offered there. Also, uh, for anybody interested, PC Magazine uh, recently did a write-up on me as well. So if you look at the February issue, it came out on February 1st of this year, um, they wrote up an article about me, uh, something to the effect of blind tech consultant finds his calling. So it talks a little bit about me and how I got started with all of this. Excellent. Julian Vargas, thanks so much again for being with us on Tech Talk. Terrific presentation, and we enjoyed it a lot. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Next week, we're going to continue with a phone. This is the first based phone, apparently, that is an accessible phone in the U.K., it's called the Real Sam Pocket, 
and I've seen articles about this. They have just got, begun to come to the United States. They do have a representative that is in the Bay Area, and they're going to come and talk to us about that phone, and that's next week here on Tech Talk.